It's the morning jam catch up with Janelle and Sam. And today we spoke to a guy who tried to find a Nicole in a haystack. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, and I gave Janelle a special gift from a toy shop. Oh, one of the best things I've ever received. <laughs> and we spoke to author Louisa DC about her new book, A Letter from Paris. Welcome to the Saturday show for all of Perth. Mix 94.5's Morning Jam. So, Janelle, I have recently been on tour, which was why I wasn't in the studio the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I go away on tour, I have to. It's just sort of part of the parental contract with your children that I have to bring them back a present. You'll know oh, this. Oh, that's any parent that's out yeah, of the Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I'm not alone in that one, I'm Nye. sure. And I started off just going, well, I just buy them treats. You know, I buy them a chocolate frog. I get some jelly beans at the airport. And that worked for a little while until my wife went, hey, none of that, because you come back, they're already excited. Then you fill them full of sugar. And then they're double Like, it's just bad. And I was like, hey, good point, good point. So I've got Not for the kids. <laughs> the kids love it. Of course they, they do. So they're still keen to see me. But now I have to find different and interesting ways to uh, to get their attention oh, and give them man. a present. So recently, on my last trip to the Sunshine Coast, I went to the toy store because I'm thinking, all right, just a little toy, nothing too big. They get heaps of toys anyway. And uh, my son had put on his birthday wish list, uh, Jacks. You know the old knuckle Absolutely. Bones? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm great at them. I'm double-jointed. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, he's eight, and that's what he put on his birthday wish list, along with Hatchimals, which are the most ridiculous piece of random plastic collectible thing $90 ever. Uh, Random plastic. Insane. So I was happy to get him $5 worth of jacks. But that wasn't what really interested me because there are a lot of strange and creepy toys out there. Mm. Um, But I found one here, which I actually actually bought for you because, yeah, yeah, occasionally I like to, to buy a gift. And here it is, Janelle. Okay. Oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> for those of you who are in the studio, what I've just handed Janelle is a packet of artificial pimples. They're wow. called zits. And they're little stickers that you can Amazing. put in various places you like, and then you can pop them <gasps> like a genuine pimple. That is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that, so, wow. Janelle, people might be wondering why I got you this present. You want to let us know? I am obsessed with watching pimple popping videos. There is an Instagram account called Dr. Pimple Popper. Uh-huh. And I find it so oh thank you, Sam's handing me scissors. I want I want you to open it up. So and it's have that a or go. tear them open with my teeth. <laughs> so Dr. Pimple Popper, what yeah, so, pops people's pimples. So she is a dermatologist yeah. in Hollywood and I just find it so relaxing. And there is it is a niche market. Uh-huh. I will give you that. But when I see someone that I know liking a pimple popping video, I just feel like that's my people. That they they are my people. They are, there's just it's so relaxing and relieving, and mm. I, look, I love it. Look, I can sort of theoretically understand it. I don't fully understand it, but I thought um, these stickers, these pimple poppers, might actually be a way for you to bring that into your life without the worry about the bacterial infection and the True. excessive white blood cell debt. Because you, when it, whenever I do watch those videos, I just think to myself, why don't I have more friends with bad skin? It's not fair. Yeah, and your kids are a while away from that, that year. Yeah. So what are they like? Okay. You know, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay, so it's like a little blister. What? Like, like, a, like a little tiny blister. Oh, you can hear <laughs> her opening the packet I right now. And so you peel off the sticky adhesive on the back and inside is a blister filled with white stuff. <laughs> so you, you can stick it on like a, um, 
<laughs> How hilarious. Are you picking a pimp, popping a pimple now? I'm going to put on one a... on my face right now. Okay, great. I will make this sure. This is amazing I... radio, by the way. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. Like I knew so you enjoyed thoughtful. a little bit of pimple popping. Okay. Here we go. Oh, wow. It really doesn't look anything uh, like it's a like pimple. A, it's more of a um, dilated pore of wine. That's, ah. that, that's the technical term okay, for great. A, a, a cyst of this size. Let's see if I can. Oh, oh that is oh, just. <laughs> Toothpasty. Gross. Oh, well, there that you go. That is so thoughtful, Sam. I've never got a better present ever in my life. Not a worry. Did you get some for the kids? <laughs> no, they were grossed out by it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ah. Love it. It's the Morning Jam on Mix 94.5. Now, Sam, I am very excited to speak to our very next guest down the line from Melbourne, Louisa DC, who has just released her second book, A Letter from Paris. Good morning, Louisa. Hi, Janelle. Hi, Sam. Morning. Now, Hi. this book sounds amazing. Could you, I, I can't even, I, I don't have the words you do to encapsulate <laughs> the gist of the book, but could you summarise it for us briefly? <laughs> okay, I'll try and briefly summarise it. Um, <laughs> a woman in Paris contacted me. I'd never heard of her. Um, a, a complete stranger contacted me two and a half years ago to say that she had a pile of letters that she'd found in wow. an attic that her grandmother had written about a man and she wondered if I was any relation and it was actually my father. Uh-huh. And Yeah. That's the, I mean, I, I don't know the whole book, but that's already an incredibly good start. I've got to say, <laughs> yeah. I, am, I am intrigued well and truly. Yes. Well, I couldn't sleep the entire night after she contacted me on Facebook of all things. Um, and she sent me some of the letters in French and I translated them on Google Translate. Um, and so they were written in 1949 and my father died when I was six. So I never knew much about his life at all. Um, so the, after the contact from the woman or the family in Paris, because the whole family had apparently been talking about my father and these letters that they'd found, um, I sort of set out on a huge journey to find out who he was and what he'd done and why he was in London with this French woman um, after the war. And, um, yeah, it's about getting to know my father um, 30 or something years after his death, thanks to this beautiful family in Paris who contacted me. Now, I am a third of the way through the book, Louisa, and I am devouring it, genuinely devouring it, because it's so incredible, such an incredible story. But your father was quite renowned in the art world and there are a lot of his own journals and writings Mm -hmm. and texts that he had uh, at the Melbourne Library, Victorian Library. So you had this whole amazing resource of his that was available to you to assist. Yeah, so State Library of Victoria had actually preserved his entire inventory of diaries from his life um, and manuscripts and letters. Um, so I found even more letters and photos. But I'd never known the sort of extent of the material because I'd, I'd never really um, gone in to explore it before. And even though it's an incredible privilege to, to be able to access this material, because, I mean, what would we do now? We'd, we'd be trying to get someone's Facebook password to find out what <laughs> they'd written. You totally. know. 
Um, it's a different world now. Um, but it was incredibly hard to access it. I mean, even though this is my dad, I had to follow the rules as if I was a member of the public. Um, you know, I had to make appointments. I wasn't allowed to take pens or camera or phone or uh, water into the room. I, I had to just read everything in front of this librarian. So say, even though it was really personal, I, I, I sort of had to be like a visitor. So when wow. he died when you were really young, was it a yeah. bit like getting to know your father for the first time? Absolutely. I felt like I was meeting him in the library. It was so strange. And every time I'd make a new appointment to look at another diary, I was like, oh, I felt like I was going up the steps of the library to meet Dad again. Oh. It was quite spooky. <laughs> it sounds a bit like Jason Bourne, to be to be honest. When I just, the, the little bit, you know, he's off, he's in London, there's a French woman, nobody knows, <laughs> shrouded in secrecy, letters in the attic. With a big yeah. dollop of romance and family history. And Secret Service. Oh, and Secret yeah. Service. That gets better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Gets better. a bit of Secret Service as well. Yeah. Yep. Not so secret now. <laughs> yeah. Louisa DC, the book is genuinely glorious. I say that sincerely. I can't wait to get into it as soon as I leave this very studio. It's called A Letter from Paris by Louisa DC about her father, Denison DC, and it is available on paperback now. Thank you so much for talking to us. It's really Thanks glorious. Mix 94.5. Morning Jam. Well, Janelle, this is uh, this is one of those one of those stories you just love coming across the desk. Yes. A poor, desperate guy goes out, meets a girl, fantastic, spends a lovely evening. They connect on a very, you know, a very in-depth way. Yes. He asks for her phone number, she gives it to him, he even drops her home at her apartment. Uh, but then he can't find her after that. Ah. So so this is what he does. Okay. And it's not creepy stalkery. It's just, you know, it's efficient use of time. Okay. He remembers that she went to the University of Calgary and her name is Nicole. So he searches the University of Calgary's database and emails every single Nicole on there. Wow. Saying, hey, I'm that guy from last night. Remember how you found Nietzsche depressing? So do I. Please give me a call. Now, 246 Nicoles were contacted. Mm, absolutely. And he also included Nicolettes and Nickies. Just to be sure, just to be sure, you know, make sure they're there. And apparently it became a bit of a phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, well, she wasn't on the list. No. For one, she wasn't there. Now, if a girl gives you a number and it's the wrong number and then you email and, and there's no... Like, maybe she's just not that into you. Perhaps. Perhaps. But all of the Nicoles that were contacted, yeah. became their own little community and became a little hashtag even, hashtag Nicole's from last night, <laughs> which I love. And they banded together and someone added the real Nicole to this Facebook group called Nicole's from last night. Yeah. So, so they did. Out. They did get to connect and apparently she hadn't memorized her Canadian number correctly because she was mm. a student from Holland. Yeah. That's and what. And they have. Gotten together. Yeah. So that, that's very for, sweet. For coffee. What, what extreme lengths have you gone to to sort of make someone know that you were there and interested? Is that, has you well, ever done anything a little bit crazy? Uh, mm, the only thing that I could really compare to this very story is that about, I don't know, 12 years ago or so, I yeah. met a boy after a gig and he had a restaurant. Oh. And after the gig, he invited everyone back to this restaurant for this amazing food and drinks and, Sounds like, it was great. really lovely. And he kind of, you know, gave me the wink and I suggested that he might be interested in getting to know me. A little bit of dessert. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I had a lovely night with him and we might have had a cheeky pash 
and I gave him my number and walked out of that venue going, he's going to call me tomorrow. That man is going to call me. He cannot get <laughs> enough of JK. He wants a bit of this. And he didn't call. He didn't call. And I waited for a day, two days. And this is kind of before the real Facebook social media right. takeover. So I didn't, didn't know his last name. I thought, this is so weird. And I thought, I'm not happy with this. And I rang the restaurant. Because ah. he didn't have a mobile number. He took my number. Uh-huh. And he answered. And I said, who do you think you are? You can't just be passion girls and then saying that you're going to be calling them. And he went... I've been trying your number all week. What is it? And I'd given him the wrong number. <laughs> Accidentally given him the wrong number. So we dated for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. So that was, I'm glad that I went to those lengths. Yeah. And Take a chance, people. <laughs> Take a chance. Take a chance in a non-stalkery way. Mix 94.5's Morning Jam.